Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick, along with Eben Novi-Williams, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Today, we begin with some bad news, Eben. Shohei Otani of the Angels likely looking at Tommy John surgery. We discussed at the beginning of the season that this guy really could excite a fan base of younger kids, particularly internationally. And it happened. Shohei Otani, from the beginning, was one of those rare superstars that delivers immediately. He showed up at Yankee Stadium. All the fans wanted him, him, him. Both with his bat and his arm, which is something that we haven't seen in baseball in a long time and a lot of experts thought was not going to be possible to be both efficient with your bat and and effective and then also be pitching once every five days. He managed to do that. Uh, This is a a very tough blow, both for the Angels, obviously, for himself, uh, but you're right. For for baseball and marketing and, and its outreach to young younger and new fans, uh, this is a tough one. Let's use your alliteration. How efficient and effective do you see him as sort of a face, a a roadmap for baseball and how to reach those younger fans all around the world. I mean, it, it certainly gives baseball an, an injection of something new and fun and different uh, to the extent in which there are people out there who don't think of baseball players as athletes on the same way that your NFL or NBA players are. Uh, it's impossible to look at what Shohei Otani does and not be tremendously impressed with with, with who he is as, a, as an athlete. Does he have the, the LeBron effect? Probably not, but... You know, this was a big boon for baseball. You make segues so easy when you say it's not hard to be impressed with him as an athlete. Roger Federer, I don't even know how many Grand Slams he's got at this point. But at this stage of his career, possibly moving from Nike to Uniglo, why? I mean, <laughs> is it just a money? Like, I can think of 30 million reasons why. You know, right? Nike doesn't want Roger Federer in the stable still. Did they not pony up? If you're Roger, you're so associated with Nike and marquee brands. Uniglo was fine. But it's not a sort of marquee premium brand. Sure, and we should mention that the the reports out there are that uh, that Roger is going to be getting thirty million dollars a year over ten years from Uniqlo. I don't know the details of his his Nike agreement. My gut tells me that that Nike was probably not paying that much. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a deal that we'll see Federer. God, I expect through the end of his career. Although, so let's although flip he's it. he's managed to to, yeah. to, out, to outperform expectations. Let's flip it then. If you're Uniqlo. Do you see Roger having that sort of staying power when he's no longer winning tennis tournaments? I do. Yeah, I, th- I think that Roger is one of those, certainly internationally, maybe less so in the U.S., but Uniqlo, you know, Japanese company, and, and is looking internationally. He's one of those people that will be forever— Brand rec- ambassador. Yeah, will be recognized. He— you know, he. We've talked about this before. He's one of those uh, an athlete that associates himself only with the best, right? And for Uniqlo to kind of be in that that world, that Roger Federer world with Rolex and and the other few companies that he associates himself with, uh, that seems incredibly valuable uh, for Uniqlo. And yes, when Roger Federer is is fifty five, I could see him still being an, an effective pitch man uh, for specific companies, just know. because I'm not sold on it. You're not. Jordan is Jordan, but I, I'm not sold on. We don't see Roger much, and then he shows up at a, at a major here or there, and, oh, yeah, Roger Federer. If he's not playing, if he's not winning. I think that's the American in you. I, I think that he, ah, You know I take a pretty good global view. I know he's, I know he's beloved, and, but there's still something about that he's there, you see, you touch, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Well, we'll see in a couple of years or maybe in a decade. Who knows? <laughs> All right, let's have some fun with this one. Yeah. The Triple Crown. So Justify wins the Triple <laughs> Crown. And we had discussed this, not 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 so much, but when you and I found out that 
it was the same owners of Justify and then Restoring Hope, sort of the team, that the, the horse that had the best chance of winning or ruining a Triple Crown bid. I was like, wait, is this going to be like a NASCAR race where they're going to block the other horses? They're going to work in cahoots? And you were like, this happens all the time. But I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be okay with a plan to help Justify win the race. We watched the race again today in the office right before coming on but here. But I don't know. In fairness, I don't know what I'm looking exactly. at. I'm not qualified feel, to say. I feel the same way. There, there is no, I didn't, certainly didn't stand out to me as, wow, that horse in bump pink, anybody which is restoring way, yeah. hope, uh, certainly blocking or, or, or doing some shady things. Uh, does seem as though there is a decent amount of evidence out there. You know, the I, I saw in the Washington Post, the, the owner of Restoring Hope was quoted as saying he had no idea what the jockey was doing. This isn't a horse that starts fast. The jockey clearly took him out very fast. You know, the, the horse died at the end. He finished eighth or ninth, I think. Um, it clearly looked as though the strategy for restoring hope was not one that was going to win the race for that Yield horse. Yield a right? victory. Yeah. And the question now is, you know, was that intentional? Did the horse have a bad day? Did the jockey fail to get it under control? There's so many different facets here. Uh, and I also don't know, and I'm not sure if you know either, how common it is for, you know I don't know. for, for owners to have multiple horses and, and whatever. Right. On the whole, though, you know, this is our second Triple Crown in, what, four years. Uh, is this a good thing for horse racing? Is it, is I, it I'd positive? like to think, I, I see, I say no. I mean, you like this once every X years, but... Now it just seems, for lack of a better term, I don't want to get emails and tweets that just seems like it's getting easier. Certainly, yeah. And 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 d- during that long stretch before American Pharaoh won, every time there was a Belmont Stakes where a Triple Crown was on the line, it became a huge spectacle, right. not just for horse racing fans, but also for casual fans as well. I do wonder if, let's say next year or two years down the line, if we have another horse that wins both the Preakness and the Kentucky Derby, if there's not going to be that kind of excitement at Belmont because, what? oh, ho hum, this happens. I have an idea, Craig. Let's add another furlong or two. You'll have to finish on the other side of the Islanders' proposed arena. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say add a fourth race. No, 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 no. no. Let's just add another furlong or make it even longer. Speaking of who knows, LeBron had a hand injury in the NBA finals. Apparently he punched something after the game one loss. The question is, that's fine. Like nobody knew he was secretly wearing a cast when people weren't looking. The question is, does this have to change in a world of legalized sports betting where if you're going to embrace it and you're going to take the money, Everybody has to know what's going on with everybody. Yeah, athlete injuries are going to be a fascinating kind of the sub, NFL with subplot. its upper body or hockey upper body. The sure. Patriots we're not telling you. And and if you look at you know the NFL, they release those injury reports on Wednesday, you know, and then again on Thursday, Friday, and then they get fined but, for not putting things. Yeah. On. So is that is well it the worse? reason the reason they do those reports is that back in the day, gambling syndicates had people everywhere trying to get you know, ins and ingratiated yeah. with the locker room trying to figure it out. The NFL started releasing those injury reports so that teams weren't constantly being inundated with Shine spies, light et on and transparency rules. Exactly. Right. I do believe that as sports gambling becomes more widespread and, and more legal across the United States, things like athlete injuries are going to have to be a little bit more transparent just because there is this tremendous exposure for people who know, oh, what do you know, LeBron punched a wall after realizing they had a timeout and J.R. Smith did an idiot thing, and now for the rest of the series, uh, he's playing with a broken hand. Very hard. He did a J.R. Smith thing. Sure. He didn't do an idiot thing. He did a J.R. Smith not synonymous? Oh, terrible, terrible. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, LeBron's counterargument is if they know I hurt my hand, they will target my hand, which is a valid argument argument because they will sure yeah no i mean i I, again i don't know if there's an an easy answer here but but there is no question that 
athlete injuries are one of those things where you can have inside information. You can have it for a while. This was three games where nobody really knew. Um, and again, who knows how much it really affected the the score of games, et cetera. Um, but there is going to have to be uh, some increased scrutiny here. And I'm actually curious, we, we haven't talked much about this, how you think journalists can, how, how do journalists kind of toe that line? You know, your, your job as a journalist is to find out. If you, you know, know he's somebody hurt, injured, hurt. Yeah, yeah. You, you, in a World Series game, who's starting game four? Are they going back to the guy who started game one? journalists across sports are going to end up with some proprietary information that is very tradable. Uh, and I am curious. More to followers. See. Like yeah. you know, who's going to be the woge of the sports betting world? Like who has that information? Sure, and, and you could maybe envision a situation in which someone is willing to pay a guy like woge, not to, Tweet it out, but to as just soon give them the information, it, but to pass it along as soon as right. they know it. Well, you should know that'll uh, happen. And, yeah, and 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 companies, newspapers, media organizations, etc., are probably going to need to be revising, you know, their employee agreements. I would think to to cover stuff like this. All right, last one for you, only because you pay a lot of money to go one of these fancy gyms for your <laughs> Iron Man ridiculousness. 49ers are opening 49ers Fit. They're partnering with Mark Masterov. Now he was a 24-hour fitness owner way back in the day. Uh, new facility in San Jose. The Cowboys have one in Frisco. The Bears have one. Are you going to a gym simply because it has the team's name on it? And are <laughs> normal fans going to the gym? Or what if I'm a season yeah, ticket holder? Do I get a questions. discount? Yeah, like what? <laughs> well, what do you think? I am not. Okay. Uh, but I do think that there are people that will. You know, I mean, this could be like the future of every product, right? Instead of selling Coca-Cola in New York and San Francisco, they could sell Giants Coca-Cola in New York and and uh, 49ers Coca-Cola in, in the Bay Area. I was area. really trying to come up with a joke <laughs> about Fizz or Pa. I, I, I almost said I, Giants Coca-Cola in San Francisco as well. Yeah, well there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think that this is this is the kind of thing that, yeah, certainly there are people out there just because their favorite football team is the is the brand name on the gym might be more inclined to go there. You need to play. I mean, if the players go, which they won't, they're at the practice facility. But that's the home run if the players go. And Derek Jeter had his his gyms here with Master of the 20-hour the fitness gyms in New York. I don't know how those did. I mean, those have since gone elsewhere, and I don't think Jeter's still affiliated with them. But the whole notion of a jock is attached to it or a team is attached to it, so I want to be attached Well, let's to say it. you do three or four events a year with you know, a couple 49ers there. Is that enough? Yeah, members-only yeah. kind of deal. You sure. get special access. That yeah. I could see. That if you're going to do the deal, that'll do it. All right, well, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Scott Soshnick, along with Edmund Novi Williams. We're here each and every Monday and Friday exploring the world of money and sports. As always, you can catch the show on Bloomberg Radio around the world or download the Apple Podcast on iTunes. <laughs>